Welcome to Auto Success, the podcast, where each week we present ideas, tips, and strategies from automotive industry leaders that you can put to use today for your sales success. Now here's your host, Thomas Williams. Welcome, listeners. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to be with us. This is Auto Success, the podcast. Today, we're welcoming a new guest. We'll be speaking with David Boyle, CEO of Tire Profiles. We'll be talking with David about our current state of affairs and how we can all continue to do business with our customers and maybe even improve on processes and retention. Welcome to the podcast, David. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. We thank you for your time during what is currently a different and somewhat difficult time for all of us. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking, uh, looking forward to speaking with you guys today. Now, we always like to begin with our auto success under the hood question. It's an opportunity for us and our audience to get to know you better, David. And since this is your first time with us, can you simply start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this industry? They say success often comes from failures. And for me, that's true as well. Very early on in my life, I was involved in motorsports, been involved in motorsports all my life. Um, and in my teens and early 20s, I was actually, uh, or attempting to be, I should say, a professional race car driver, uh, made my living doing that for a number of years. And at some point in, my, in that process, I realized that just wasn't good enough. Um, and it was actually my connection through motorsport that sort of pushed me into this industry. Um, you know, I met a lot of people at General Motors and Ford over the years with uh, different racing connections that I had and um, sort of parlayed that into a job early on when I decided to hang up my helmet, so to speak. And, um, you know, sort of that sort of morphed into running a couple of companies and then uh, and then where I'm at today with, uh, with Tire Profiles. So, you know, they often say that, uh, you know, one door, you know, closes, another door opens type of thing. And that was true for me. Uh, certainly it, uh, it was a hard realization to, to come to back in those days. Cause you know, once an athlete, you always want to think you can do it forever. But, uh, for me, I just, uh, I guess I just wasn't good enough. So it was time to, time to move on and try to make some money some other way. A very interesting beginning and background, David, we appreciate you sharing that with us. Now, at the time of this recording, dealership service operations have been defined as essential during this crisis. The question is, with many cities and countries now sheltering in place, will dealers have any customers to serve? Well, I'm not sure they will. I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, I've been having some interesting conversations with some folks on LinkedIn, dealers and and vendors alike, in the last couple of days. It seems to be how we're all communicating now, right? Because we're not face-to-face anymore. Um, and there's a lot of people that have ideas like pickup and delivery. And, and I see quite frankly, a lot of my fellow vendors to me seem to be a bit tone deaf in all of this, which I'm a little bit embarrassed about if I'm being honest. You know, the reality is there's going to be that many customers to serve regardless. I mean, I don't think a lot of people right now are thinking about their cars. And I know that's not a good thing for the industry. It's not a good thing for my friends that, that have car dealerships. It's certainly not a good thing for my business either. Um, but I just don't believe that there's a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, either buying a car or servicing a car is, is top of mind right now. And I think that, you know, in terms of essential services, you know, dealing with, you know, fleets and, and, you know, um, you know, fire and police and things like that. And there certainly is a lot of, you know, Uber drivers and food delivery drivers out there that need to have their cars maintained. So from a service standpoint, I think there's some opportunity there. Um, but if we're being honest with all with one another, I mean, the reality is I don't think there is going to be that many, many customers to serve. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's going to be the concern for this business in terms of, I, I think it's less on what we do 
you know, how we try to, you know, get through this and more about what we do when we get through it and what we do on the other side of this, I think is, um, is really going to be really what I think people should be talking about because like everything, there's going to be, I think a pent up demand when all of this, when all of this ends and we're no longer sheltering in place and people are back out being as normal as they can, there's going to be people that are going to be in, in, in more dire need for some of these types of services, either that new car or, or a vehicle being serviced. And, and I think as an industry, we need to, need to be preparing ourselves now for that, that pent up demand. We appreciate the honesty, David, as unfortunate as it does sound. And if business is slow or in some instances non-existent, what can dealers do to make the most of this time? Well, I think that, I mean, that's a great question, right, Tom? I think that's really what this is about. And that's what it's not only about, I think, for dealers, but it's, a, it's what we're trying to do for, in my company as well. You know, there's, you know, there's going to be some dealers. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to some dealers that are closing, and that's certainly understandable. Um, but there's, a, there's many that are staying open. And I do believe this is a huge opportunity for all of us. I mean, there's, there's got to be a silver lining in this. I'm just a big believer in that um, across the board. And I think this is an opportunity while business slows down. And, and this, by the way, is I, this is what I've been, you know, sort of communicating through my company as well. You know, this is an opportunity, I think, for us as an industry to work on some of the things that we, we, we know we need to fix and things we need to get better at, you know, do some of that service drive training that we always want to do, but we never seem to have time to do, you know, take an opportunity to, to, you know, get ourselves prepared, make our businesses better, stronger, make our people better, stronger, better trained, um, and, um, and, and be prepared for, for when this ultimately does um, when this does end. And, and, you know, there's a, the message that I've been trying to convey to, you know, my staff and, and more importantly to my customers, because a lot of customers are calling me asking for some help and asking me them some or some relief on, on what they pay me. And, and we're happy to offer that to try to do what we can to try to help some people through this. But in the end, we are going to get through this as an industry you know, we have. And, and if there's one thing I know for a certainty, having been in this business for 30 years now, Car dealers in particular are some of the most resilient entrepreneurs in the world. They will survive this and they will be better for it. We will be, this whole industry will be better for it because, you know, we, we survived. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I have to admit my age here, but I survived Y2K. We survived, you know, 9-11. We survived, you know, the crash of, of 08. We will survive this. And just like in all those other instances, the industry came out stronger and we will we, I believe, will come out stronger on the other side. But there is a huge opportunity here, and the opportunity is to take some time to look internally at your at your business, look at how you look at look at how your people are are interacting with your customers, look at the processes that you have in place, do some of that extra training, put some extra procedures in place, um, and fix some of the things that 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 you know have needed fixing, and and just you know because business gets in the way. You know, we really didn't have an opportunity to um, to work on that, and that's what we've been focusing on as a company as well. You know, my 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 business is, is slowing down as well, obviously, and um, you know, we're we're trying to f- look at ways that we can make ourselves better as a partner um, for our customers, for the dealers that uh, that we service, um, so we can be a better partner for them when this all when this all ends and the dust settles. You spoke about getting better, being more prepared. What are some ways dealers can be more prepared and improve on their service drive processes? Well, I think that, you know, it starts with 
you know, taking a look at the service drive process and in particular, the, the things that need to be and should be inspected in the drive. You know, to, to understand where I'm going with this, I think we need to take a little bit of a step backwards. You know, if you go back 15, 20 years when warranty work started to go away in our industry and dealers started to get more focused on trying to get more customer pay work, you know, the advent of the multi-point inspection really took off. Everybody was doing them. They started off on paper and then they moved to, you know, tablets and things like that. And, and technology took a place. And those were all good things in the industry. But I think they had one negative fallout from that is, and that is we got very lazy on the drive. Um, and I don't mean people lazy. I mean process lazy. Um, you know, we stopped really doing walk arounds, good ones. Um, and there's a lot of things and the data suggests this. There's a lot of things that that the inspection of those things and tires happens to be one of them is better suited for that drive walk around than the multi-point inspection process. You know, the data shows that if you, you know, if you sort of, you know, the, the sort of age old process now is, well, I'll just write the car up for what it came in and I'll let the thing go in the shop and my technician will do the inspection. And if it needs anything tires included, you know, then we'll call the customer back. Well, the data has shown, and we've got tons of the industry has the data, we have data on this that says that in tires in particular, that process doesn't work well. It's a visual thing. It needs to be a very transparent thing. And, you know, showing the customer the need for tires and alignments as well on the drive at the time right up will increase your sales penetration substantially. And we've stopped doing those kinds of things because we're defaulting to the multi-point inspection. And that really is... I think a huge opportunity is to sort of take a step back and say, look, we need to get back to some of the days of old. You know, if you think back to the beginning of our industry with full service gas stations where, you know, when you came in for gas, people, you know, checked your air pressure, checked your oil and things like that was sort of the norm in our industry. And we need to get back to those types of things where there is a standardized list of things that are inspected and quoted at the time of write-up um, and not let things just default to, you know, the multi-point inspection, the technician, because I think if you ask most service advisors, you know, the conversation about a potentially a thousand dollars set of tires when, uh, you know, when you're trying to do that via email or text or even over the phone is a difficult process and a difficult conversation to have and a difficult one to be successful at. And the data shows that uh, as opposed to being able to have that conversation with the customer when they're there. So you can show them exactly what, uh, what you're, what you're seeing on the vehicle it increases your odds of, of closing that business substantially. And I think that's that's the biggest opportunity that I think dealers have is to sort of get back to the basics when it comes to doing a good solid walk around. And that's visually, that's using technology, that's using tools and things like, you know, that companies like mine provide stuff like that to be able to do a more robust inspection of certain areas of the vehicle during the write-up process. It's a huge opportunity for dealers. Let's continue to dive a little deeper into your expertise, David. In what ways have you found that tire sales impact service loyalty and retention? It's everything. I mean, you know, we have a, you know, we have a saying around our company, you know, lose the tire sale, lose the customer, lose the next vehicle sale. I mean, it's the, it's the ultimate trifecta. And it, it, this has been proven time and time again. Uh, we have data on it, but you don't need to take it from me. I mean, every OEM has data on this as well. You know, the, the defection point with tires in many cases coincides with the ending of the, the primary powertrain or the, the major warranty components 
um, on cars these days. And, and it is a, it is the main defection point for the consumer. Um, it's been proven, it's been proven by every OE that has tracked this over the years that, you know, if we let that customer go someplace else for the first tire replacement, which is typically in that, you know, 30 to 40,000 mile range, then the chances of them coming back drop off substantially because what they realize, and again, we talk about this as an industry, but we don't do a lot about it. We realize, you know, people always say, say that, you know, well, if they leave, they're going to realize that they can get the other work, the oil changes and that kind of stuff done at these, uh, at these other aftermarket places as well. So, you know, the, the key to the success of all of this is to understand how these three things are linked together, you know, and, and understand that, you know, the tire really is the key component to not only keeping them loyal to your service department, but in many cases, because they stay loyal to your service department, that has an impact on their next vehicle purchase and ultimately their overall loyalty to your dealership. Um, and those are the, the, you know, those that's in our, you know, it's why we do what we do at my company. I mean, it, it's everything as far as we're concerned. And, and unfortunately dealers have sort of taken a necessary evil approach to tires for years and they've either found excuses to do them or, or uh, not do them at all. Um, and uh, so we're, we're sort of a, uh, operating from a position of a disadvantage to begin with. We, we sort of told the general public that we're really not in the tire business for decades. Um, and as a result, you know, we've lost that business and getting it back is, is not going to happen by accident. It's going to take some work. So one of the things I, I often tell dealers um, when I'm talking to them is, you know, go to your office, take your laptop, make sure that location services is turned on, go to Google and search tire shops near me. You're going to be surprised to find how many of them there are. In some cases, there are hundreds, you know, in a 50 mile radius around a dealer. And, you know, that's not by accident. You know, these guys are smart and they have built these these tire shops where they know there's fertile ground and where there's fertile ground for years has been next to dealers where, you know, people come into a car dealership and get some work done and leave and not get their tires done that they need. And they end up going, you know, to, you know, someone in the aftermarket to get that work done. So, you know, this is an opportunity for dealers to recognize that they really have sort of pushed that work away for years. And in order to get it back, they're really going to have to do something different. Um, they can't, it can't just be, you know, business as usual. They're going to have to do something different in order to, to earn that business back. Um, and, um, and as I said, you know, those, how those things link together in terms of, you know, losing that tire sale, losing the other work that, that, that comes along with it. If, if you lose them to somewhere else for their service, but ultimately losing that next vehicle sale, which is what's I think really important at all. As we talked about earlier, David, service business will certainly slow down. So should dealers still consider purchasing new products? I mean, it's hard right now. I mean, I think that, um, again, I don't, uh, I don't want to be, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I want to be insensitive to this right now. I mean, ultimately my job is, is selling products that, that help dealers and, and, you know, the, the reality is right now it's, it's probably, you know, not a good time for a lot of them when they're laying off staff and, and whatnot. But yeah, I think there, there is, there is an opportunity here in that though, you know, vendors are hurting too, and there's lots of deals, deals and incentives out there to try to try to, um, to try to get some of this technology. Um, you know, it's a buyer's market right now from that perspective, from, from, uh, from the, you know, with, with what's going on with vendors, ourselves included here. Um, 
so, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you're in the position to be able to do that, this is probably a good time to, to look at some technology, but, but I, and again, I think this is a general statement, not just in the situation that we're in right now, which is obviously very unprecedented. I, I tell dealers all the time, there's sort of two or three things you need to look at when it's purchasing, whatever it is, whether it's technology, software, equipment, or whatever. Um, and it's too easy to just say that, that it needs to have an ROI. I mean, I think everything has an ROI. I mean, if it didn't have an ROI, I think the, the vendor wouldn't be in business. What's important, though, you need to have a measurable ROI. It's something that tangible that you can actually put your hand on. You know, one of the things that that I ask dealers all the time when I go visit them is I say to them, you know, I have this sort of standing joke. I say, you know, take me to the closet. And they look at you kind of funny, funny and they go, what are you talking about? I said, that closet that contains all the stuff that you bought over the years that nobody's using anymore. And I think that resonates with dealers because every dealer has one of those closets, even if it's a virtual closet, they've got stuff that they bought over the years that they're not using anymore. And that as in my opinion, as a result of in most cases, not having a measurable return, you know, if you bought a product and it, it demonstrated every day that it was actually helping your business, you wouldn't stop using it. Um, and in many cases, you know, there's lots of products out there that, that do have a positive impact um, if you keep using it, but it, it has to be proven and has to be proven every day. And, you know, one of the things that we focus on is, is creating actionable items for management to, to improve an impact on a process. So, you know, it has to be actionable. It has to be measurable. You have to be able to measure what the success is. And then it obviously has to have, you know, a positive impact on your business. And I think if the first two were in place, then, and, 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 and if it is being used and you, you can measure the fact that the, that the tool is being used, um, then it will have that positive impact you're, you're, um, you're, you're looking for. And that, that really, I think is what I would, my advice I would give to dealers now or whenever, quite frankly, when it comes to, to looking at, at any technology is, you know, can I, can I go somewhere every day and visually see the impact that it's having on my business? Uh, and if I can do that, then it's probably um, an investment I should take a look at. And finally, David, what one idea would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, obviously, selfishly, my business is about trying to help dealers sell tires. So it's going to be about tires. And I think that dealers need to take a look at their tire selling process. I mean, if you buy into the earlier comment that, you know, the tire sale leads to more service royalty, which leads to more vehicle uh, vehicle sales and overall dealership loyalty, you really need to take a look at the entire selling process of tires because it impacts so many areas of your dealership directly and indirectly. And, and as I said earlier, this is something that dealers really need to understand that it's going to take substantial change in order to have an impact. There's a, there's a statistic that, that I'd like to share with, with everyone, and that is, you know, the dealer's market share of the tire replacement uh, market is in, you know, it's been in the eight to nine percent range for decades. Um, and, you know, that is with a lot of efforts at least being placed in the terms of the OEs, you know, these, you know, buy three, get one free, you know, promotions and ads and marketing and everything trying to get people to go back to the dealers to buy tires. None of what is being done today is really having a positive impact um, on the dealer's market share um, of the tire replacement market. And, and that tire replacement market, by the way, is growing. There was some interesting statistics out there, particularly as we, we move towards more electrified vehicles and things like that. There's some interesting data showing that 
you know, these electric cars, you know, use tires a lot, a lot uh, more frequently. So, you know, the tire industry as a whole um, is predicting huge gains in the next, in the next decade. And the dealers really need to do something substantial to get their fair share of that market. Because uh, if they don't, um, you know, I, I, I fear for, for what the future looks like in some cases. As cars continue to simplify, there's going to be less and less of that type of sort of standard work that dealers have always enjoyed. There's going to be less of the brake work. I mean, it, you know, again, electric vehicles don't use brake pads the way that, that, the, you know, that, that regular vehicles do. So that type of work that, you know, oil change intervals are being, are being lengthened, that type of work that dealers have traditionally relied on to keep their service departments filled, I fear is going to start to go away. It already has, and it's going to continue to go away. And sort of the wire, the wear item things like tires, brakes, batteries, wiper blades, and things like that, 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 that dealers, the consumers, I should say, need is something that dealers are going to have to get good at. And unfortunately, that's been the sweet spot of the aftermarket forever. And dealers are going to have to go back and go after that work. You know, if they're going to grow their, if they're going to grow and, and, and their, their, their service departments are going to survive. So I think that, you know, starting back with tires, dealers need to really take a look at the whole process. It's not just about making the recommendation. It's about how you price the tire. It's about, it's about transparency with the consumers, about understanding where your tire pricing is in the market. It's, there's a lot of stuff around this that I think dealers right now either don't understand or are not looking at or some combination. And that's, that's the message that I would say is that, you know, if you if you're planning on, on, you know, being in this business for a while and continue to evolve and grow, then tires need to be a big part of your future. And you need to step back and take a look at how you're doing it today because it isn't working. You know, that, that 8% market share, as I said, hasn't changed for decades. So we need to help dealers. Dealers need to figure out a way to do this differently so they can improve upon that market share and get back that business that's rightfully theirs. If you think about it, you know, the majority of these people that are out buying tires bought the car from a car dealership at some point. So there was a service relationship there at some point, and we allowed them to defect into the aftermarket, and then, uh, and then we struggled trying to get them back. We need to not let them get into the aftermarket in the first place. Some great information and honesty about the current state of our industry and how we can work through these times to continue to provide the best service we can to dealership customers. We appreciate your time today, David. Appreciate it. Our guest today has been David Boyle, CEO of Tire Profiles. For more information about his company, visit tireprofiles.com. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to listen to more success-driven solutions from Auto Success, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening to Auto Success, the podcast. For information about Auto Success, Look us up at autosuccessonline.com, where you'll find previous episodes, our blog, online versions of our past issues, and many more success-driven solutions available for free. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about this show or future shows, email us at podcast at autosuccessonline.com. Now make it a successful day.